Welcome back to season two of Life After a Sinus. I'm your host, Johnny Myers. Today, we're stepping onto the field with Katie Morello, a feature producer at NFL Films. NFL Films is the official production company of the NFL and produces commercials, television programs, films, and documentaries. Katie received a BA in Media and Communications and Psychology at her sinus. She played rugby and volunteered with Habitat for Humanity. After her sinus, she received a Master of Fine Arts in Filmmaking from the New School in New York and held a number of short-term production jobs before landing with NFL Films. One of Katie's largest projects is currently her work on the HBO series Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks is a reality sports documentary series that follows an NFL team through the personal and professional lives. Katie, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. I want to talk to you about your work on Hard Knocks, the NFL TV show sports documentary. What's the documentary series about? And what was your role on that project? Sure. Hard Knocks is, I love Hard Knocks, first of all. It's one of my favorite things that we do at NFL Films. It's it's great because there's such a sense of community here. Like a lot of times we're just kind of working on things in pairs or solo. But for Hard Knocks, it's kind of like we all come together to make this series because the turnaround of the show is so quick. So it's about an hour long show each week, depending, like airtimes vary. But we have about seven days to turn it around. So it's, it's an incredible amount of manpower that goes into it. So for people who don't know what Hard Knocks is, Hard Knocks is one of the, it's one of the oldest and most well-known sports documentary series out there right now. I mean, it airs on HBO every August and there's like, just there's just an excitement that surrounds it, you know, because it's, it's not just for the audience or for NFL fans, but for, it's for us as well. Like people that work on the show, like we get excited about it. It's our preseason as well. So Hard Knocks will follow a specific NFL team through training camp. And it's kind of all the highs and lows that are inherent in training camp. So it's like you get to see NFL coaches, NFL players, rookies preparing for the season. And the storylines kind of vary, but it's like, well, certain guys make the teams. Bubble guys is what we call them. You know, are there injuries? Is the first round draft pick living up to, to all the hype, you know? So the series, the series really takes you inside what it's like to be in an NFL training camp. And we try to we try to document that as accurately as possible and try to really show the audience sort of what goes on. What's been one of the more emotionally challenging times or difficult to film or work on times while shooting Hard Knocks? There, I mean, I remember when I first started working on Hard Knocks, I think it might have been my second season working on it. And I've worked on it for, this is going to be my ninth season upcoming this year. There was an injury to somebody named, and I'll never forget his name, his name was Larry Brown. And this was for the Bengals. And it was like, Oh man, he, you could see whatever happened in his play was alignment and uh, whatever happened was his ankle sort of dislocated and it was pretty, it's pretty disgusting looking, but it was also, he was a guy that was on the fence, right? He was a, he was a bubble guy. And like, it really means a lot to these guys when you get injured, because it's like, essentially it's like your dream could be dying in that moment. So it's just, we had this really long shot of him in the locker room and he's just crying and bawling his eyes out and we just let it play. You know, that was what happened that week and that is what we showed. So that was probably one of the more moments, but it's also, you know, guys getting cut it, that, that there's always drama in that because it is like they work so hard and not every guy's expecting to be cut. Like some guys they're doing well, you know, and maybe it's just like, maybe somebody else on the team got hurt and they need to move a guy around. So that guy gets cut when he, when he should be on the, the 53 man roster. So it's things like that. Like there's always going to be drama in this show, which is something that I love about it. And we also try to make it fun. You know, training camp, these guys have a lot of fun. They're grinding, they're, they're working hard, but like we, we wire so many people that you're going to get these funny moments. You, you have to balance somehow 
making the show entertaining while also accurately representing what's going on with these teams and with these players. How do you balance the entertainment aspect and the drama intensity with the factual matter and trying to capture the situation accurately? We spend a lot of time thinking about how to do that properly. And uh, Steve Sable, who is the founder of NFL Films, always had this great saying. And he, he, has, he has so many little sayings that we all kind of use. And it was, make them laugh before you make them cry. And so training camp should be fun. Like what we do here in NFL Films should be entertaining. Football's fun, right? So there has to be that balance. And it's kind of like, you always want some sort of peaks and valleys. You want to take the audience up and sort of take them down and take them up and take them down. And it's like, we're going to build up to specific moments. Like a lot of the episodes end with, a preseason game where it's like our characters for that week they're going to be mic'd up we're going to shoot them and it's really just like you are seeing what's happening in real time you know and of course you want the guys to play well and win or some some sort of drama to happen that you could show but i'm very confident that people in this building can can make anything entertaining you know which which is great and that's what we do when you talk about nfl films you have a lot of passion growing up did you watch a lot of football were you passionate about sports all the way through and into college did love sports growing up. I played sports my entire life. We're a sports family. My sisters played sports. Like I lived in sort of a cul-de-sac area and there was, there's various cul-de-sacs and they all sort of connected to a field at the bottom of this giant hill. So sports were just every day, every day going on the field and playing sports. So, and you know, I grew up right outside of Philly. So it was the Eagles, right? My family bleeds green. They had season tickets for forever. It was like, as long as I can remember just hate the Cowboys, love the Eagles, watch football. So, you know, it was great. It was fun. And to sort of marry that, like I didn't necessarily want to be a sports filmmaker. I wanted to be a documentary filmmaker. But at the time when I was doing a bunch of different production jobs, like I knew what I wanted to do, but I did want to stay in this area. So I knew sports, sports production was big in this area. So I kind of tried to focus on that and focus on this area. That's how I landed at NFL Films. And it's great because there's so much of it out there now. Now that you're working for NFL Films, you have some insights about how the NFL operates. What is something that you know now about the NFL that you didn't know earlier or that you think most people don't understand about how the NFL operates? Yes, there's so many things. There's so many things that I've learned over the years that I did not know. It's just football in general. Like there are so many things I know about football that I never in my life would imagine I would know. You know, I, I can rattle off stats about Hall of Fame players. I know people that played in the 60s and the 70s, and, and I've got to talk to a lot of these guys, and that's amazing. And the X's and O's and just, like, the level of intelligence it takes to, to master this sport, like, these guys are incredible. They really are. Like, the amount of study that goes into it, the amount of mental that goes into it, the amount of X's and O's. Like, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick because he has mastered the game, right? He understands the way the chess is played. Like it's really, I find that to be really, really fascinating. And so I work on various shows and for some shows I get to do like football breakdowns and it's great. Like I love exploring the X's and O's and that's something I didn't really think about prior to this. You know, it's really fun because we have an incredible graphics team here and we can make all kinds of things happen. So it's super fun. Like I was doing a, I was doing something on Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa has all these different awesome moves, right? He has like swim moves, these bull rushes and like, you know, to be able to sort of pair that with this footage that we have and showing the audience just like how incredible this player is, it's pretty awesome. Like that stuff is something I didn't anticipate. Um, just, it, it's it's interesting because like we kind of operate on an NFL season as well. It's like, we almost we almost have very similar schedules to the players, which I find interesting. Like Hard Knocks is our training camp. Like it's seven days a week for us, seven days a week pretty much for them. They might have a day off here and there. We don't, but it's still a grind for them. The season, it's kind of the same flow for us too. 
like and it's funny because your life sort of operates on season and off season it's kind of like it's kind of like being in school you know like with semesters but it's like oh you plan your vacations in the off season but during the season book on vacation how do you balance working every day to you know capture training camp uh with your personal life we have like a lot of we have funny posters that we put up during hard knocks because it is a grind so any any type of levity you can bring to it is great like um we have a person here who runs all of the footage so we're shooting about 200 hours worth of footage for one episode and on his door he has like this great great photo meme that basically says like you shrink every other responsibility in your life i think it's a parks and recs quote like you could accomplish anything essentially because we are here a lot but it's like you're prepared for it you know and and i've been doing this long enough that i now know so my sister's getting married in 10 days so that's the first episode of hard knock so i won't be on the first episode so usually most of us take take a show off or take a couple of days off just because it gets it's a, it's a grind it really really is but I'll be on the last four shows which is good so I can just kind of run through all of them and then you kind of get in your rhythm and so less balance but it's it's not that long right six weeks usually for us so you can get through it I want to talk about some of the experiences that you had that led you into taking on this role with NFL films talk to me a little bit about what you did prior to this role in working at NFL that got you prepared? After Sinus, uh, I went to grad school. I went to the new school in Manhattan and I focused solely on film because I knew Sinus gave me a great education background, but I didn't have the tools that I needed to, to be where I wanted. So I went to grad school and it was super, super great. Like I learned a ton, but I didn't really know what I wanted at the time. So I needed something that could help me sort of narrow my focus and sort of figure out what aspect of filmmaking I wanted to go into. Like I kind of had an idea, but not, not fully. So you need hands-on experience. So that's where I kind of got internships. Just locally, I moved back to Philly after New York just because I was out of money. That's the reality of it. I just wasn't. I needed to live with my family. So that's what I did. And I was just trying to find any experience, any way to get my foot in the door. So I would just email local production companies. Like there's a great website if anybody out there is interested in film called film.org. It's, it's Philadelphia has an incredible film office. They really do. I've talked to them a lot. They have great resources on their website. Like they'll literally list every production company that's in Philadelphia. And I remember making a list and just like contacting people you know, um, so the internships that I got, I got, I found both of them on that website, but I did have to apply to jobs like on outside websites. So I got these internships and they were making documentaries, which is what I wanted to do. And it was kind of very hands-on. So, which was great. Like I was, I was writing grants and I was like, we were shooting trailers and it was just kind of everything that I wanted to do. Just wasn't any money in it. My second internship was with a producer and a director. So I got to see everything that he did. He was a guy that works at Philly his entire life. There's a ton of corporate pharmaceutical companies here. He did videos for them, but he also did, like he would go out and direct. He'd bring me on a couple of his shoots. I would get to see how, what a directing like an actual commercial television looks like. So I was really interested in that he could do both. Like he could direct and be a producer and edit. And I was like, oh man, like this is actually out there, you know? So he kind of showed me what a producer was and does. And I wanted to be that, you know? But I loved editing. So it was great that like I'm in a position now where I can do all of those things. So then it was essentially like, how can I get paid for this? Because I really wasn't getting paid for any of this. Like the, the last internship I mentioned, he would buy me lunch every day. He's like, this is something to pay you. And it was great, right? Because you're excited just to be there. So you're like, I'll take anything. Thank you for the food. So then it was like, I was trying to stay here. And NFL Films was a place that was on my radar for a while. When I first got out of school, I did make a list of all the production companies I wanted to work for, like my dream jobs. Like here's my 50 production companies I want to work for. And let's just like try to knock them down and just see it, keep applying for jobs and applying for jobs. And Films was on that list. And I applied a few times before I actually got, after I had the experience, like even when I was out of grad school, I didn't, I didn't get a 
you know, I didn't get an interview. But after I had all this experience, I did, got in this building and did well enough on the interview to actually get here. It's a really tough internship program to get into. So I'm grateful, but because I was a little bit older and had some more experience and good education background, I got in here. I think so. I hope, I hope that was the reason. But those things definitely helped me sort of, sort of show me where I wanted to be. So I was in the producer's department here as an intern. And then I really got to see like this place is, is very special because a producer does everything. We direct and we write and we pitch our own pitch our own stories and we select our own music. Essentially, we're responsible for what goes on screen and having that type of control over your stories is pretty amazing. You get to do it all. You get to experience it all. Over your filmmaking career, um, what have you found is required to be successful in filmmaking? The answer to this probably applies to, to many different industries, you know, and I think... Um, I think the number one thing is just persistence. I, I really do. You know, like you're not always going to know what you're doing all the time. You're not always going to know how to do it, but you have to believe that at some level, you're going to be able to figure it out, even if you're not really confident in it. So it's just something that you have to just keep at. Like I always saw myself as being better than I was at the time, you know, and wondering like why my work wasn't good yet. Like I used to get so mad, like I want to be there, but I'm here. And like, why am I not there yet? You know, and it's just like, you have to learn the formulas. You have to take the reps. That's really what it is. Like, it's just doing it over and over and over again. And repetition really is key. And it's not like, you know, it's not like a sexy thought, like, oh, but it's, but it's true, right? It, it works. Practice, practice really, really matters. Learning formulas, doing it again and again, talking to people, talking to the people in positions that you want to be in and learning what they do, right? And then just trying to take some of those aspects and applying it to the next project that you do. Like, oh, can I try it this way? And then you sort of figure out what works for yourself. So and also like, look, you're going to fail, right? Everybody's going to fail it's, at some point. You're going to screw up. And I used to, I used to fear that thought so much here, like, because there's such great filmmakers here and it's so competitive, you know, especially when I was younger, it was like, oh, I can't mess up at all. But like, and that used to really get in my head and like, they would see it, like my boss would see it and they'd be like, look, like, get out of your head, get out of the minutia, just like try to enjoy the process, right? Like, try to have fun with it. Once I learned to have fun with what I was doing, it sort of changed everything. And there were times where I screwed up and messed up and failed, you know, my perception of what failure was here. And it's like, and then you're like, oh, well, I'm still alive. Like I still have a job. So it's not the end of the world if I screw up on something. And I have like shows that have like 24, we have like one show inside the NFL is, is a day turnaround. And when I was young, that thinking about turning a segment around, like a two and a half minute segment around in one day used to just mess with my brain. Like, but it was something that you have to get good at here, right? It's like essential to be good at this job. So it just would mess me up. But like, there was a few times where it was just terrible, right? But they would help me make it better. And then it was like, all right, well, what can I do better next time? And just like learning and just like obsessing over that process. Like, okay, I can figure it out. I can figure it out. That's what it is. It's just like, I have a sign in my office that says like, it says like, if you make 10 films, you're going to learn 10 times as much. And that's absolutely true. Like even the failures, right? They're opportunities for you to sort of just learn and grow and just take, take what you can. But practice, reps, and just being persistent, honestly is really, really what helps. And just believing, believing that you can and that, you know, some people like to have purpose in their job. Like I do feel like I was meant to be a filmmaker, you know? So it's just like, and if people have that strong enough belief, it's like, you're going to figure it out. It sounds like you have a mindset of continuous growth and optimism and persistence. Is that something you've always had? Is that something you learned at our sinus? Is that something you learned along the way? I was always a, I was always a grinder. Like that was something, I was dyslexic, right? When I was a kid, probably, yeah, I still am, let's, let's be real. And like that, because like everything took me so much longer and I had to work so much harder than my peers. Like it was very normal to just have to work more and work more and work more and work more. So it's like, that was inherent. Yes. So when I got to her sinus coming from the education that I did, I was like, oh man, this is, this is going to be hard, you know, and having to get like, how to get writing fellows, like how to get people to help me to understand how to be successful at her sinus. 
And it's kind of like those sort of habits I've sort of carried along, you know, just like, oh, you get to the next step. Okay, well, how to be successful in grad school. Our science gave me the basis. The science really is a great education for going into graduate school. It will surely prepare you and help you. And I got to NFL Films, it's like a place where it's like grinding essentially is rewarded because of the, the level of commitment you need to have for this and also just the show turnaround times. We make a ton of shows that are due in one or two days, a ton of them. You know, it's kind of our bread and butter here. That was sort of cultivated throughout my life. But you learn, like you learn that if I'm failing all the time and I don't feel good about it, like it's going to make you sad, right? It's not going to, you're not going to be happy. And nothing really good comes from that state of mind. It's just like, you have to learn to adapt. You have to learn to sort of take what you can. And if you do have that optimistic, like every opportunity I can grow from, every every failure I could take something positive from, it's like, you really can kind of do anything you know every situation is something and you know what is cool like going into situations with intention like oh like i you know this podcast oh it's a great opportunity to connect with other people meet other people from her sinus right and just like spread passion and spread some love and just like talk about things that we enjoy right it's very very cool so mindset helps but it will be cultivated over time after you learn that failing isn't the end of the world like everybody has to go through it right everybody has their stuff gotta go through it are there any figures that you look up to that have exemplified like persistence or as you put it like grinding and like overcoming these challenges i think some of the mindset stuff also comes from the fact that i listen to nfl players all the time i listen to interviews all the time so you you kind of start living in these cliches but they work right like i get to listen to hall of fame coaches and i get to listen to players that are the best of the best and it's like you sort of pick up these little things and the way they act and the way they say it's like russell wilson like on his wires He's always positive. He never believes he's going to lose. Like never, right? It's, it's wild, super positive. And it's like, I just did, I worked on something about Steve Young and it's like, Steve Young's another guy. He's a guy that shouldn't be where he was, but every time he wasn't satisfied, he found a way to get through it. Like he's the ultimate example of what a gritty player is. You know, that guy never stopped. And it's like, it's really cool because like you take these, these snippets from all these people that are essentially like have, have lived these incredible careers and have gone through it and they're just telling you how to do it like they're telling you how to persevere and telling you how to get through it it's like you're gonna have not so great seasons in your life and then some seasons you're gonna be an MVP it's like, that's the fun part about football it's, it's just like life I love talking about football with you that you have been so bright and have talked so much about your passion with the NFL I have to ask my final question now do you have any favorite or science traditions or memories there's some good ones there's a lot you know what I, I do have one that really stands out. I'll give you a couple, but this one, this one we'll, we'll start with. Uh, one of my favorite Ursinus traditions, and I don't think it's a tradition anymore. I'm pretty sure it's not. There used to be fountains outside of Rymer. Have you heard about this? I'm well aware. <laughs> I don't know if you got to partake in the fountains. I just missed it. Oh, I'm sorry, but you know what? It's actually, like, I completely understand why it's not a tradition anymore. Um, so my sister went to Ursinus, right? And she was a senior when I was a freshman. So it was like, when she graduated the night before graduation, everybody slides down the fountain wearing, you know, less than what you normally would or, or nothing at all, depending on your commitment level. And, uh, you know, I saw my sister go down and she was so excited. It was like such a fun thing. And I was like, oh, my private graduate do that. It's going to be super fun. And, I mean, look, it was kids are like breaking their teeth and they have to see their parents the next day in their diploma photos. No, nobody wants that. But it is certainly a fond memory that I think back on. It was very a sight to see for sure and something to uh, surely remember. Um, there's a lot of great memories. They're just like just Wismer hangouts, you know, like, you know, I was, in, I was in a sorority, so a lot of great sorority memories, rugby games, and just, just so much fun, you know, you're meeting and, and you're, you're with your best friends all the time. You don't realize that at the time, you're just like enjoying it, but looking back, you know, I'm sure you probably feel similarly, but one thing we used to do, some of my sorority sisters and I, every Friday we would meet 
and we used to call it philosophical Fridays and we would talk about like big ideas you know like space and time travel and like AI and it was super fun you know and college is a place to sort of just like expand your mind and think about things you you did it before super fun Katie thank you very much for speaking with me today I had a great time oh my pleasure absolutely